Section twenty seven of Flowers of Free Thought, first series. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Peter Yearsley. Flowers of Free Thought by George William Foote, section twenty seven. Consecrating the Colours the queen has recently presented new colours to the first battalion of the seaforth highlanders there was a great parade at osborne half the royal family being present to witness her majesty perform the one piece of business to which she takes kindly in her old age she has long been as lord beaconsfield said physically and morally unfit for her many duties but she is always ready to inspect her troops to pin a medal or a cross on the breast of that cheap form of valour which excites such admiration in feminine minds or to thank her brave warriors for exhibiting their heroism on foreign fields against naked savages and half-naked barbarians the ruling passion holds out strong to the last and the respectable old lady who is allowed to occupy the english throne because of her harmlessness can still sing like the grand duchess in offenbach's opera oh i dote on the military but the queen is not my game i am going for the priests behind her the mystery men who give the sanction of religion to all the humbug and hypocrisy as well as to all the plunder and oppression that obtain amongst us those new colours were consecrated that is the word by the dean of windsor the old colours were consecrated forty-two years ago by the venerable dr vernon harcourt archbishop of york who was probably a near relative of our pious home secretary the fat member for derby if i were a courtier a sycophant or an ordinary journalist i might spend some time in hunting up the actual relationship between these two harcourts but being neither and not caring a straw one way or the other i content myself as i shall probably content my readers with hazarding a conjecture consecrating the colours what does that mean first of all it implies the alliance between the soldier and the priest who are the two arms of tyranny one holds and the other strikes one guards and the other attacks one overawes with terror and delusion and the other smites with material weapons when the spiritual restraints fail the black and the red armies are both retainers in the service of privilege and they preach or fight exactly as they are bidden it makes no real difference that the soldiers orders are clear and explicit while the priests are mysteriously conveyed through secret channels they alike obey the mandate of their employers and take their wages for the work in the next place it shows the intimate relation between religion and war both belong to the age of faith when the age of reason has fairly dawned both will be despised and finally forgotten they are always and everywhere founded on ignorance and stupidity although they are decorated with all sorts of fine names the man of sense sees through all these fine disguises he knows that the most ignorant people are the most credulous and that the most stupid are the most pugnacious educated and thoughtful men shrink alike from the dogmas of religion and the brutalities of war 
Further, this consecration of the colours reminds us that the Christian deity is still the Lord of hosts, the God of battles. His eyes delight to look over a purple sea of blood, and his devotees never invoke his name so much as when they are about to emulate his sanguinary characteristics. The Dean of Windsor does not shock, he only gratifies, the feelings of the orthodox world when he blesses the flag which is to float over scenes of carnage and flame like a fiend's tongue over the hell of battle where brothers of the same human family without a quarrel in the world but set at variance by thieves and tricksters maim and mangle and kill each other with fratricidal hands which ought to have been clasped in friendship and brotherhood yet these hireling priests who consecrate the banners of war dare to prate that god is a loving father and that we are all his children what monstrous absurdity what disgusting hypocrisy surely the parent of mankind instead of allowing his ministers to mouth his name over the symbols of slaughter would command them to preach peace peace until the war-drums beat no longer and the battle-flags are filled in the parliament of man the federation of the world of course there is a comic side to this as to almost everything else the priests of the various nations consecrate rival banners pray for victory for their own side and swear that god almighty is sure to give it them if they trust in him now what is the lord to do when they go on in this way on opposite sides he is sure to disappoint one party and he is likely to get devilish little thanks from the other a wise god would remain neutral and say my comical little fellows if you will go on knocking out each other's brains because they are not strong enough to settle your differences by peaceful means by all means get through the beastly business as soon as possible but pray don't trouble me with your petitions for assistance both sides are fools and i wash my hands of the whole affair i have heard of an old dutch commander who actually prayed the lord to remain neutral although from a different motive on the eve of battle he addressed the deity in this fashion o lord we are ten thousand and they are ten thousand but we are a darn sight better soldiers than they and o lord do thou but keep out of it and we'll give them the soundest thrashing they ever had our prayer-book pays a very poor compliment to the god of battles give peace in our time o lord says the preacher because there is none other that fighteth for us but only thou o god responds the congregation the compilers of the prayer-book evidently blundered unless they secretly felt that the lord of hosts was used up and not worth a keg of gunpowder or an old musket consecrating colours like consecrating graveyards is after all only a trick of trade the dean of windsor only practises the arts of his profession and probably laughs in his sleeve at his own public performance perhaps he knows that god as napoleon said is on the side of the big battalions just as probably every bishop knows that church corpses rot exactly like dissenting corpses although they lie in consecrated ground priestly mummeries will last 
as long as there is a demand for them it is of little use to quarrel with this supply the free thinker's duty is to lessen the demand end of section twenty seven